what is up to all the mothers listening happy this past weekend i guess it was yesterday as you guys are listening to this happy mother's day you forgot i don't know how you'd forget it's on the calendar text them call them give them a little freaking shout on your small motorola if you guys are watching right now visually i went to my grandmother's house today and look at this phone dude this is crazy that we used to use phones like this i really miss it it was so simple in order to type a text, you need to press each number like 10 times to get to the, if you wanted the, the L, you had to press the five three times. If you wanted the O, you had to press the six three times. Simpler times, man. Simpler times. This was like right around the top. This is like one of the first cell phones. This is probably actually like early 2000s. I wouldn't say it'd be like the 90s, but talking about the 90s, the last time the Knicks made the finals, guys. The NBA finals was 1994, I believe. Patrick Ewing was on the team. And last night, or as you guys are listening to this, I'm talking about like how it was last night, aka Friday for me. But we were close to forcing a game seven. And I just really miss the electric environment that New York basketball brings to Madison Square Garden when we're in the playoffs. It's crazy. I don't know if you guys were around Madison Square Garden or you watched some of these games. It just got nuts. Any game that we won, like we were down 3-1 and we won a game and we were bugging out. That's just that New York energy, you know? I feel like we're so used to winning in baseball, Yankees baseball here and there, but we'll see what happens also with the Mets, man. Just sports in general. I feel like I rarely talk about sports on this pod, but hey, it used to be a big part of my life. I'd say that sports probably taught me a good amount about how to relate to people on certain things. I don't know. Maybe that's a stretch in saying that team sports made me more of a team player, especially since like I ended up playing tennis and that was like, you know, fully individual, individualized tennis and golf sports where you definitely need to, you need to know yourself. Well, I definitely didn't get to (laughs) know myself well enough back then when I was playing tennis, but nowadays I don't know. You switch to pickleball. I can't imagine that you can, Figure out so much about yourself when you're playing pickleball. Have you guys played pickleball? Let me know. GTedJonesWorld at gmail.com. I believe it or not, have not played pickleball. It looks like a fun sport, though. I can definitely get involved in it. I would love to play, but I just hadn't had the opportunity. And I don't know. Is it the move to play? What do you play? Like, you play singles or you play doubles? I don't think it really matters. To each his own, right? In the in the sport of pickleball. Seamlessly transitioning to real estate news, because you guys know that I did used to work in real estate for six years. For those of you who have not been to New York City recently or don't know what I'm talking about, the Flatiron Building, pop it up right here, Ted Jones, is on the market. It's on the chopping block, 190 mil for this building. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that it is a full landmark in the way that it's actually constructed is the reason that it has such history in New York. I mean, and it's also been around for 120 years, but there was a guy who wanted to close on the building. He spent like over 200 mil and then apparently couldn't close on it. Didn't have the funds or some real estate-esque type shit where he just couldn't close. So if you guys want to put in your bids to the Flatiron building, I suggest that you you get your bid in there. There's a catch for bidders this time around because the guy who won the bid... Like two months ago, he just ended up not having any money. And it was so dramatic. Could have honestly been a good move just to like pretend that you're going to buy it. Then you get some steam behind you. But then it also makes you look bad. You know what I mean? Like nobody wants somebody who can't perform under pressure. But if I was living in the suburbs and I was seriously trying to get into real estate for like my first time buying a commercial property or whatever, I'd either buy a duplex or a fourplex and live in it. You know what I mean? Because you're making cash flow on both of those. 
assuming that you pay the correct price in the market and you're not overpaying for it, you live for free. You have somebody paying your water bills, your heat bills, everything like that. So if you live in a suburb, that's something to look into. A guy who I always follow is like Ben Mala. You guys ever hear of this real estate guy? He reminds me of my family. He reminds me of when I used to work for my dad. You just be yelling at his kids all the time about shit that they weren't doing correctly at the property. But hey, you live and you learn. All right, this is another random topic, but I, <laughs> I just wanted to get into it. Driving and flying, I, I don't, I don't understand, man. I don't know why we haven't created a time machine yet. I know that like I'm poking science and I'm being like, why, why haven't, why haven't you figured it out, Ted Jones? I, I completely understand where you listening and watching would think that. Who am I to say what's the deal? How come we haven't figured out how to? freaking teleport yet we have 1500 foot buildings in the sky that are like 30 feet wide 200 million dollar apartments and we haven't figured out how to teleport we've gone from this cell phone what 20 years ago to this this iphone i remember when the iphone first came out though i didn't have i didn't have high hopes for it i tell you that like you got to easy breakable glass screen in your pocket and it's also crazy how many screens i broke or how many iphones i've broken in my life at least three or four and nowadays i feel like i'll drop my phone and i don't crack it is that was that like a lawsuit that was filed against apple saying that it was just too damn delicate and it doesn't help also that every two years they come out with a new phone they come out with a new charging port so everybody needs to keep buying apple shit do you guys see that they're coming out with an apple credit card that pays you like four percent interest a year which is like a thousand times <laughs> what chase pays you i tell you some of these banks need to stop robbing us blind i would advocate for bitcoin as i have the past three and a half years doing this podcast but I mean, once I started advocating for Bitcoin at like 60,000, as you guys know, it's probably at like 27,000 right now. It just wasn't a good move. And who am I to give financial advice? What the shit do I know? I remember one of the first pot. <coughs> that's, that's the Lord telling me to shut up. I remember one of the first podcast episodes. I was like, you guys should look at stocks like MedMen and freaking small stocks, penny stocks. I don't know. I didn't know what the shit I was talking about. Am I going to get sued? because I did that back in the day. I think that was just mal advice. I also like, if you guys remember, if you guys saw one of the first few podcasts I did, my jaw was just fully broken. I had jaw surgery and then three weeks later I started a podcast so I couldn't move my bottom teeth and my upper teeth. You look, it would pop it up right here, Ted Jones. Look like a full chipmunk. Yes, for those of you who don't know, by the way, I feel like I don't talk about this really at all. I had invasive jaw surgery. It's coming up on four years. Um, in about like two months. So it'd be four years ago, right? Was that around the time? Yeah, four years ago, which is crazy. I had TMJ. They disconnected my bottom jaw on the left and like put in metal plates and then reconnected it so my teeth are more straight. You see it here. And also, yes, I do look a little bit tan. Thanks for noticing. And then, so now this scar on my neck is actually from a cyst that was grown there. It wasn't even from the surgery. They didn't do anything outside of my mouth. It was just fully inside my mouth. What an insane surgery. That basically changed the trajectory of my life or this thus far in the past three years. I was on a ton of pain pills, lost like 30 pounds, broke up with my girlfriend at the time. And if you guys ever broken up with someone and you're like, ah, oh, I still really like this person, but I just feel like they've got to go and spread their wings. I felt very good about that at that particular time. Sometimes you just got to let people out and flap their wings. You know, like I couldn't talk 
My face was broken, legitimately. I was just like, I need some time to just be internal in my head. And I tell you, some of those pain pills were like making me hallucinate. Is Big Pharma going to be as invasive now in 10 years, do you guys think? I also heard the other day that Anderson Cooper gets paid by Pfizer. Do you guys hear this? RFK Jr. was talking about it. That's crazy. Like more than 50% of his salary comes from Pfizer. So like obviously he would want to promote anything that they're putting out, right? I don't know how controversial this is for just regular news media, but like, wow, you can't be pushing shit on us that you promote. You know what I mean? That's just ain't right. That ain't right. And I thought Anderson Cooper was chill until I heard that. I'll talk about something else random that's going on in my life. It's so funny. Like I'll spend a hundred dollars on my Amex credit card. And then by the end of the week, I do my best to try and pay it off. What's the deal with credit anyways? There's no specific answer on when to pay your bill, how to get an 800 credit score. Yes, obviously you're supposed to pay off your full bill, but when? They give you a due date, and sometimes if you pay before that, I hear that it's not the move. I hear if you leave a little bit of a balance, it is the move. What's the deal? Any credit card experts out here? I'm looking to get the black card. Actually, I'm not really looking to get the black card at all at (laughs) at the current moment. For those of you who don't know what the black card is an annual membership i think you need to spend like over a million dollars on it a year which could be quite the feat unless you're freaking flying private and eating at emp every night you guys know that restaurant 11 madison park they have a vegan tasting menu i would like to go there 11 madison park if you want to sponsor your boy ted jones you invite him in hey come in have our vegan foie gras i'd do it maybe i'd do it R.I.P. Veggie Grill, man. We've spoken about Veggie Grill many times on this podcast. They don't really have any affiliation with the podcast besides the fact that every time I've went there, they've been super nice. They give me like an extra dessert, extra side. And on the 12th vlog with Julio Gallerati and Pat Charmel, we actually went to Veggie Grill in Boston. And you say, Ted, isn't Boston a little bit far to go to a sort of vegan fast food restaurant? Yes, That was a part of the vlog. If you guys remember that, I'll pop up the vlog right here. A lot of popping up today. You're welcome for me popping up all this stuff. That was a great vlog where we went to Boston, went to Veggie Grill, and they just gave us everything, man. But I think in New York, you got to be turning over super quick. If you're going to open up a restaurant, it either has to be super expensive or you have to have a ton of turnover where you're just turning over hundreds of customers an hour. Like the Starbucks model, the Chipotle model, maybe Kava, if you guys are familiar with this. Just like quick and easy lunch place where you can make an order for somebody within two minutes. You know, a place like Veggie Grill had the 30 foot ceilings, probably 5,000 square feet. One of the most expensive blocks in the city, I'm sure, 23rd and Broadway. So it's difficult if you don't have turnover or you don't have an audience of people that are going into that restaurant every single day. And I think also Veggie Grill was probably affected by COVID. Now, while that was a number of years ago, don't get it twisted. What was it? Yeah, like three years ago, people are still trying to pay off that six to eight months of rent that they lost. You know, so if Veggie Grill had to renew their lease and their landlord was like, look, you're not renewing it unless you pay the $50,000 in back rent that you owe us. That's tough to do. So if you're thinking about opening up a store or business in New York, my advice to you is don't do it. Unless you're opening up a speakeasy, you're going to charge $2,000 for tables, 
2,000 square feet. But besides that, just like it seems as if New York is not the most business friendly state nowadays. You go to a place like Miami, no state sales tax. Texas, no state sales tax. They want you to succeed, it seems like. And in New York, it feels like we're rolling it back, man. It looks like it's tougher for restaurants to thrive in this environment. As dramatic as I'm sounding right now, think about your favorite takeout restaurant. Could be a ghost kitchen. Think about how scary a ghost is. Yeah, I don't want to be ordering chicken quesadillas, vegan chicken quesadillas rather from a, a deli. I thought I was ordering it from a restaurant. Nowadays, you some, you'll go on Uber Eats and they will have 10 restaurants with the exact same address. And you're like, does that really make any sense? But you'll see 10 restaurants, they just have all these ingredients and they're just serving it to you like each place is a different restaurant. Joe's Vegan Shack, Vegan Grill. I legitimately saw a place named Vegan Grill. Yes, not Veggie Grill, Vegan Grill. Tom's Vegan Subs. These are all in one ghost kitchen. How can this be allowed? I think there's gonna be some regulations on this in the future. That's like when Uber was outlawed in the suburbs for like a, I don't know, maybe it was like two or three years. You guys remember that? That was such a jam. So for kids when they were 16 and 17 years old and they were drunk in the suburbs, guess what? I bet they were still drunk driving. But it was nothing like when I was in college and we used to go to these frat parties. It was so hot and disgusting in the basement of these frat houses that we know or that we knew if we wore a jacket, we were going to be sweating the entire time. Or we'd have to put the jacket around our waist or some nonsense like that. So myself and Ryan on the tennis team with me, we would legitimately run to the party from wherever we were at our apartment, which was like a mile away. We'd be a little bit warmed up <laughs> and then we'd sprint home. We'd be freezing with our boots on, sprinting home a mile. I don't really know how kids survived so much in college before Ubers. You know, like we had sober rides in college, but the sober rides were only the only kids who were in frats gave out sober rides. So it was so difficult to get a ride to any of these parties. Kids these days have it easy. And to talk about what I was saying initially, how have we not invented teleportation yet? Right? We've got 1,500 foot buildings, no teleportation. This does seem like maybe it would be a little bit more difficult to teleport. But I remember the Concorde, that airplane, granted it was super expensive to run and they only could have so many seats and all the seats were expensive, but it got to England in three and a half hours, which is half the time. That's basically almost such as, almost kind of time travel. But my ideal of time travel should be people being able to fly in the air. Like everybody's in their little pod. Speaking of flying, I guess I'll announce this here. Now, in about one month, I'm going to LA, bringing out the Schuster with me. It's gonna be great. We've got like three shows lined up so far, comedy shows. If you're out in LA and you wanna see your boy, you send me a DM, I'll let you know where my shows are. And I think just getting out there, you know, every six to nine months, I enjoy it. Yes, 69, haha, -ha, lol. Would I ever move to LA? People sometimes ask me. Hmm. As I scratch my chin, if the large bag brought me out there. Yes, guys. I would momentarily. The weather out there is super nice. And I do forget how there are like two to three months in New York that are just truly miserable. Although this past winter, it wasn't bad. It didn't really get too cold. 
at all. No snowstorms, you know. We were pretty warm for the most part. Before I do get out of here, one of the last things that I will say is I think that the sun has been helping my level of feeling better during the day. I don't want to say level of depression or anything because it's not like I'm depressed, but it does help with anxiety. And if I sometimes feel like I'm in the house too much and things are getting all cluttered, I'll just step outside, get some of that sun, and I'll feel a lot better. So if you guys live in the suburbs, I'd recommend getting your feet on that grass, put your face in the grass. I was doing I was doing push-ups in the grass the other day, legitimately put my face down there. And then all of a sudden it was weird. I just felt better shortly after. I don't know what it is. If it's grounding, I know that there's been a lot of research on this, but I just wanted to let you guys know what I've been up to, all right? Ted Jones Comedy Show this Thursday. Get to that show. Check the link in this YouTube video again, and I love you so much for listening. As always, if you guys have any suggestions, comments, concerns, you hit me up, tedjonesworld at gmail.com, tedjonesworld on everything. We love you so damn much, and I'll see you soon. Thanks, guys. Peace.